guys. Hi guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back. Episode 4, season 3. Yes. Let's go. Welcome back, you guys. Before we started recording, I was telling I was telling Tolu that I'm so I'm gingered because of our consistency. Yeah. And it just makes me so happy. It gladdens my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, they say it takes like 24, I mean, 21 days to make an abbey, to build an abbey rather. And like, mm-hmm. I think like now that this is week four, we kind of have found like, kind of like a routine and like something that yeah. works for us. Yeah. And like, I know we say that like every single week and like this whole season will be, we're holding ourselves <laughs> accountable to consistency. And yeah. we'll talk about consistency yeah. a little bit more later on in the podcast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if uh, let's start off and, you know, let's highlight some of the, you know, initiative, businesses, things that, you know, we want to outline at the beginning of yes, each episode. For sure. So today uh, we're going to be highlighting somebody who is actually a friend of mine and Tolu's as well. Her Let's name go. is Timin Lolua Durajaye. And that's Tim Lolua Durajaye. If you're trying to find her on Instagram, that's at Timmy Dimples. She is a writer and YouTuber. So um, when you go on her channel on YouTube, Tim Lolua Durajaye, you'll find um, content on faith, lifestyle. Uh, she has a few vlogs up there as well. And she is a writer, so she, so she does have a blog. And that is timmydimples.com. And basically, she just... Um, writes about different things so definitely check her out um, if you're somebody who is looking for content that is more christian based and um, even just other things but looking for chris someone who's christian uh, who can give you um, just a little bit on their lifestyle and their opinions on different topics you should definitely check her out and check her page out she is an incredible writer so check her out for sure yes and to add to that she's also a nurse so i know like i've seen a couple of like nursing content on there and she's someone that you can reach out to if like someone in like the medical profession or like Mm -hmm. your nursing school or you know someone in nursing school like i know that that's something that like she's passionate about you helping other people so yeah i mean like shout out to tomorrow keep doing what you're doing girl we'll see you um yeah, so let's get into today's episode, you guys. Yeah. Um, so if I what's popping looking, what's popping good looking? <laughs> okay, so this week has been good so far. I'm actually recording on a scheduled time because life has started lifing again in April, so we have to move up our, <laughs> we have to move up our recording date yes um, but life life not bad not bad i had a lot of fun last weekend so i enjoyed myself it was very nice to be able to do something different for a change celebrated a friend's birthday so that was really fun mm-hmm. um, if anybody lives in the regina area of saskatchewan uh, you should definitely check out uh, dazzle karaoke lounge Okay. I'm not, I'm not even sure if that's what it's called, but I know the name of the karaoke place I went to is called Dazzle. So if you Google it, you'll you'll be sure to definitely find like mm-hmm. the full thing and where it's at. But yeah, yeah, that was really that was fun. That was a really nice fun thing to do after church on Sunday. And yeah, my weekend was pretty chill, spent time with family and just relaxed. Um this week has been good so far. 
um, been in and out of the office here and there. So it's it's been it's been good. It's been steady. It's been nice and steady. Um, spiritual spiritually wise because you know now I have to I have to keep updating <laughs> you guys. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, been, it's been okay. It could be better than you know than other days, but you know, and I feel like I have to clarify something. So when I say that, um, I know last week I said that my 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 week was good spiritually it was good mm-hmm. um i think there might be a misconception with when i say it was good as some people might be thinking that or oh, maybe she did that the entire week she was just like spiritually sound in terms of like no sin nothing like just like pure to the in the purest form um no guys that's not what i mean <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm not a superhuman <laughs> on my way to perfection but um, just in terms of you know communicating with God more mm-hmm. <laughs> about my shortcomings, so yeah. the fact I'm still there, guys. But when I say that, you know, it's been a good week spiritually. That's what I mean. Like, I'm it more. I mean, I'm in sync more with mm-hmm. communicating with God about like mm-hmm. how I feel about things and all of that. So that's what I mean. So I just said that. Let me come here today and say that. So for anybody out there who's struggling, while struggling. <laughs> well, struggling. <laughs> but when when I say that it's better, it's because you know when I go to God, I'm like you know this is it, this is it. Things that I couldn't, I wasn't aware that. Oh wait, sometimes I go through things. I'm like, oh wait, I can share this with God. Of course, I can share it with God. So yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah. What's been it for you, Tolu? Let me stop going on and on. <laughs> oh no, I mean to be honest, I love to hear you go on and on. But that's so funny because as we're talking, I was just thinking. You said that we're all struggling. And I'm like, I bet you someone else that might be listening to this will be like, you're not struggling in Jesus' name. Don't say that. <laughs> um, That's true. That's true. It's so funny because I understand that, like, you know, there's power in the words that you say. Mm-hmm. But also sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, just because, like, there's power in the words I do say does not mean that you should not express yourself the way you actually feel. Mm-hmm. right like I think that's the big line it's like okay don't say it over and over again that oh, I'm a failure whatever but like mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. say oh, I feel like a failure but I am not mm-hmm. a failure in Jesus name you know I mm-hmm. think that we oftentimes have to be able to differentiate to like okay I'm expressing myself like mm-hmm. you can express yourself without it being without it not being like your confession and yeah. I think that like that is so important because sometimes like you just be saying things like oh this is how I'm feeling and someone mm-hmm. will be like oh don't feel that like it's like okay. um excuse you but anyway <laughs> besides that also I think another thing I like is when you were talking about us having to move up our um recording day earlier yeah. was because I'm yeah. just kind of like you know in life you have to be flexible and I think a lot of us yeah. struggle with that you know mm-hmm. I think like so this is the challenge to somebody today be flexible okay be flexible yeah. okay um like it's just it's what it is we have to be able to adjust and yes kind of just be flexible and go with the flow Mm -hmm. sometimes but what's been it for me this week my week has been okay so far um nothing really exciting goes on really um just like you know I do my everyday activities and then I come back and um I actually there's gonna be a basketball game tonight and um you guys I'm so excited yeah. because I literally don't know what to do with myself when I'm not watching basketball and like we'll get to that later we'll get to that later to be honest you guys um but so that's been exciting and then um yeah I, I just think that like this week I mean I'm still on like my roller coaster um wave record right now I mean this past couple mm-hmm. months I've been like roller coaster-ish and you know I'm always like at the end of the day it's not really about God really it's all about me and like 
what do I have to do more to be in sync? Which brings me to something so important. It's just like you guys, you know that song, Jara, you were enough. Mm-hmm. And also, I just want to say that if anyone wants me to make a podcast, I mean, like a Spotify um, playlist. playlist for like mm-hmm. all the songs that we sing, just let me know below. And <laughs> yes, also, please. you guys, we're going to call you guys out. All you guys are interacting with our content and you have privacy, like DMing us, just like interact with it in the comment section on our Instagram page. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yes. for thanks. If um, you're on Instagram anyway, because someone yes, actually me and told me they were not on Instagram, they would have commented. But if you're on Instagram, please yeah. go ahead you and guys, comment. Come on. Yeah. Also, like, uh, yeah, okay, but thanks for that. I don't even know what I was saying. Okay, yeah. So if you guys want me to make a Spotify playlist, I'll be happy to do that. Also, um, yeah, so you know that song like Jaira but like Mavis City Music, um yeah. and you guys, so like I've listened to that song a billion times. Okay, I'm not even exaggerating. Maybe a million. Okay, maybe like a couple of hundred thousand times. You get the point. But I think like I was listening to it this week, and this is this this is what my eight is this week. You know, mm-hmm. I'm out. We're doing a disservice if I don't tell you guys this. And then, you know, there's a line in that song that says, "And I will be content even mm-hmm. in every circumstance. Mm-hmm. You are giant. You are enough." Excuse my singing voice, but you get the point. So there's that line that says, I will be content in every single circumstance. And um, I was just thinking about it, that man, like I, for some reason, that line has resonated with me all week. And it's still something I'm chewing on. Like what really does it mean to be content in every circumstance? I think we sing songs sometimes and we don't deep what it really means. And for me right now, I'm going through a very interesting season in my life. And like, wow, is the Holy Spirit challenging me to really sink in into being content right and mm-hmm. and i think that sometimes like you know we look as we look at like okay like why contentment as something that like maybe it necessarily has to be something bad that you're not discontenting but like yeah. you know it's like are you content in what god is doing in your life right now like are you content in you know the journey is taking you through are you content mm-hmm. in the season that you're in and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like oh content in like provisions and like financial security and all that stuff i yes. think even like spiritually like emotionally like are you content not honestly also even in terms of like comparing yourself to other people i don't know like just i think like just like i'm still chewing on it to be honest because it's something that's been challenging me and like mm-hmm. i think it's so interesting because every time we always say that oh god like speak to me and all that stuff and i found it interesting that listen to that song like a like a significant amount of time really and mm-hmm. that this just stuck with me this time this week so that's that's mm-hmm. been it for me this week i'm learning to what contentment is and what really that means for me in this season and like mm-hmm. um and asking the holy spirit to help me to be content in every season of my life whether i'm in the highs and the lows and the in between mm-hmm. so yeah whoever you are i hope that and i pray that the holy spirit helps you to stay content too in whatever season you're in mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. that's been my it this week well, that's that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that about contentment. Because like a few things are just running through my mind as you were talking about contentment. Because I'm just thinking like, if you're content in every circumstance, there's some circumstances where you're uncomfortable, but then it's like we're thinking that we'll be content even in that space where we're feeling uncomfortable or where you know things are not going well. So that's actually a very um, interesting point that you bring up. Thank you for sharing that. All right, so shall we get into the topic of the day today? 
Yes, let's get into it. Let's get um, into it. Let's get into it. Get into it, yo. Sorry, do you guys know that song by Doja Cat? Yes. Okay, moving on. Okay. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that song number two, by the way. You're right. Unconsciously counting in my head. Okay. Yeah. So today's today's question that we are looking at is, what is your hiding place? Mm. What is your hiding place? So for anybody that's listening right now, I just want to sit with that question for a while. And I'm going to let Tolu go first with this question. And just let us know, like, what is your hiding place? What does that mean to you? What is your hiding place? Oh, wow. If I were to just check the table, you're choosing violence on this day. Um, That is such a significant question. I feel like that's such a good, like, journal prompt. Like, for mm-hmm. anyone that journals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your hiding place? Um. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the first thing that jumps out to me is, see, I have a couple of hiding places. And I'm just thinking, like, if you ask me what's my hiding place, that means that you know that I have something to hide. Oh, my God. (laughs) And why should I have something to hide? You know, why do I even need an hiding place? I think that this brings up so many other questions as to, like, okay, like, if you're saying that what's my hiding place, what do I have to hide? Why am I hiding something, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the most important thing that comes up to me is that oftentimes when situations arise in our lives, when things are not going according to plan, there's something that we all go to subconsciously before we go to God. Mm-hmm. Whether we like it or not, come on, you guys, let's be real and honest here. There is something, someone, someplace else that you find refuge in, that you take that you find solace in and then you make God an afterthought mm-hmm. and who even saying that is uncomfortable right because we all want to live under this umbrella that yes God is our first hiding place that God is who we run to who we go and hide under you know mm-hmm. but at the end of the day like when we actually let ourselves sit with that question I think more often than not we'll realize that in situations when we need God to be our first line, our first response, our first call. We mm-hmm. often have hiding places. And even if you've made God your first line and your first response, I think after that, we also have hiding places we go to, right? right. And um, I think it's so important that we have dialogue about this because I think that, you know, in in church these days, there's not enough said about it. And, you know, um, I think for me, thinking about it, a significant hiding place for me that I've noticed as of late is basketball. And, you know, mm-hmm. I had entered at the late, like, earlier, saying that, like, um, I've been going to, like, very, like, just, like, significant things in my life as of late. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, basketball for me, like, most people always ask me, like, oh, my God, you love basketball so much. And I realized that, like, my love for basketball grew as, like, some of the darkest moments in my life. You know, moments where I felt like, oh, my God, like, God had abandoned me or, quote, unquote. And to be honest, you guys, when I say this, I'm just being dramatic because God never abandons us. Like, let's just be honest with ourselves here. If anything, we abandon God. We run away from him, right? And and everything's all about perspective in this life. You know, when we feel like, man, I'm not getting my way or this is not happening for me, right? Mm-hmm. or you know in those seasons where you can't really figure out God's plan and you're like God why did you you know yeah. help me to take a detour then you think God abandoned you mm-hmm. and so going back to my initial point I think like for me 
in those seasons like I've always like the kind of like like the sport but like mm-hmm. I really really just put myself into it because it, it was something that made me forget about my momentary troubles right like I could just turn it on and like focus on this thing and like I forgot about everything else that wasn't going right right so like them like my team winning a game started to equate me being happy right like mm-hmm. my team losing the game started to equate me being sad but like that was just the secondary problem the issue here was that I already had a lot of underlying problems right we where my jaw was being placed but then I needed to have be in control that I was okay I'm just gonna choose this one thing that I can be in control of kind of even though I'm not really in control of how the players play or wins or loses but at least I can be in control of putting the game on and turning it off so subconsciously over time it became like an hiding place and it, it continues to be an hiding place that I've had to check myself on over the last couple of months actually right and you, you're saying wow to look I never expected that but the thing is I think when we talk about hiding places we think about like maybe man, material things like drugs alcohol sex relationships but I think hiding places can be some things that are actually very good you know regularly like no one's ever said watching basketball is a bad thing right mm-hmm. no one's ever said like reading a book is a bad thing mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. no one's ever said like whatever it is there's a lot of different examples but I can't think of them right now like yeah. So I think place doesn't necessarily have to be like a bad thing, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like, what are you, where do you run to instead of running to God? And I know that for sometimes when I've been honest with you guys, sometimes I find myself saying, oh, I can't wait to this game on so I can watch that and forget about the things that I'm worried about or the things mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm uncomfortable about, the things that are not going according to plan right now. And I think that that is so, it's such an hard pill to swallow because then yeah. you start to realize that like, wow, like, God, I'm so sorry. Like, I've made all these other things become my hiding place instead of you become my hiding place. But one thing I just want to say before I let it take over is that I love that God is so gracious towards us and he's so merciful. And I'm not one to take advantage of that or to take for granted, sorry, of God's mercy and grace. You know, even the Bible says that she was because of that grace and bounds that we continue to live in sin, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's important to understand that like God doesn't like obviously like God wants to be your everything God wants to be your first line of response your second line your third line God wants to be the place that you keep going to over and over and over again but I think it's important to sit with yourself and find yourself some people you go to your friends you go to your family you go to your loved ones you know you go to that relationship that boyfriend that girlfriend right um you go to like um the the porn website you go to um the video games whatever it is you go to the books you go and get your nails done you go to this part and like some of these things are not bad things you guys right like but it's like they're distractions right they become places like and i and one thing that just popped into my mind is like also our hiding places come from empty places in our lives right? When you are trying to hide from something, it comes from an emptiness that only God can feel. That's yeah. why when yeah. we're in these situations, when things are not going right, the one person we should always go to is God because only he can really give us what we want. Only he can really fill us up. He created us that, dare I say, with those empty places for a reason. I mean, mm-hmm. he allows those emptiness. He allows our empty seasons or our empty places for a reason so that he can come in and fill it up. 
But what we end up doing a lot of the times is filling up with like all these distractions and all these things. And I just want to say it over and over again because I think sometimes we can deceive ourselves. Well, at least I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. But even your seemingly distractions and hiding places Mm -hmm. can be good things, can Mm -hmm. be things that are admirable. You know, it can be your career choice, right? It can be your academics. It can be whatever it is that you please before God, whatever it is that becomes an idol. Because hiding places can become idols. And Mm -hmm. I think that, like, at the end of the day, I just, like, want us all to sit down and think about it. Why? Mm -hmm. And there's always a reason why you make that an hiding place Mm -hmm. before God. So I remember, I like, I can vividly remember why, you know, initially, like, I've, like, I just like basketball, all that stuff, like, but I can remember when I started to make it, like, a, just, like, a place of solitude for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're, like, no, you couldn't disturb me if I was watching basketball, like, I don't care what you were doing, I don't care what was happening, like, this was something for me, right? right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think, like, everyone, on, uh, maybe not everyone, but there's something that we all struggle with that takes the place of God in our lives. Like, you know, this is indirectly talking about idols that we have in our lives, right? Like at one point, my academic pursuit was an idol in my life, right? And it's so mm-hmm. funny because like some of the things that I find that is my distraction, my hiding place on my idols, they are not things that people would necessarily on paper consider bad things, right? Mm-hmm. But like you have to really check yourself before you wreck yourself. And because at the end of the day, what this creates is a big divide in our relationship with God, it makes us become out of sync with him, right? Like we become to be, we really like, so you can fellowship with God, but you you cannot maybe have communion with him, right? And I think that like there's a significant significant difference between those things, right? Like Mm -hmm. when you choose, you know, consistent fellowship is good, but like communion is life-changing. You know, communion built in breeds intimacy and i think that that is so important so mm-hmm. i guess like yeah i mean i think we should all sit down and check what are hiding places so yeah that's all i have to say for now wow totally wow dropping the gems okay 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 uh, he says always unnecessarily gassing me up on here but this girl <laughs> no uh-uh. please put in the comments at this at this point at this point of 22 minutes of listening to this podcast is it, is it a lie? Did I lie? Did she not drop gems? Wow. Okay. I don't even know where to start from. <laughs> <laughs> what is your ideal place? <laughs> you can start from there. Wow. But yes, I, I mean, I definitely agree with you. Like everybody, well, a lot of us anyway, let me know say a lot of us mm-hmm. have that thing that we run to before we run to God. And, you know, it's so interesting because when this question, when I saw this question, I was just like thinking there, I have moments where I'm going, something is happening to me. And then I realize, oh my God, if you haven't talked to God about this, like it just drops in my mind that, oh, I can actually pray about this. Like, Mm -hmm. it almost feels like there is a limitation that we place mm-hmm. on the things that we allow God to handle and take. Oh, yes, that's a word. Like, it's like we, it's like we're saying, okay, some things are big, some things are small. Oh, this one's maybe it seems a little petty. Let me not bring it to God. And it's like, but God is, but God can see everything, and He has the answers to all your questions. But anyway, um, what is my hiding place? I, 
I am by nature, I don't like confrontation. So it's already bad enough that <laughs> naturally, if something is happening, I will want I have that tendency to want to hide already. Um I, I think for me, I will start creating stories in my head. So I love writing. Um and sometimes a pretty good writer. Amazing, <laughs> phenomenal. Sometimes I'm gonna yeah. use the swear word there, but God is working in my ass. <laughs> like sometimes I'll I actually like if you go through my Google Docs, you see like excerpts. So I literally just create stories in my head. Like I go into this whole different world where I'm just like building character. I, I know I'm so it's weird. I'm I'm weird like that. But like I start creating like all these characters in my head and I just start writing these stories. And like I have literally excerpts from like different different stories in my head where I just create these things, these thoughts. And sometimes it will be it will be an excerpt for an actual story. Sometimes it will be like a spoken word piece that I write. Hmm, um, sometimes like sometimes it'll just be like three lines. Again, like, you know, it, it's all these different things that I just do in my head. But, like, I escape. I literally escape into this world I've created in my head. Hmm. So that's what I do. And, like, so if it's too much for me, I want to escape into a narrative that seems happy. <laughs> so I will create something happy in my head if, mm. if it would be, right? I will yeah. create something happy in my head and I will just, like, escape into that. So once I come back to myself and I'm like, oh, wait a sec. <laughs> this thing is still here. Like, it'll just flash before me like, oh, I'm going through something. Then I'll be like, oh, okay. Then once I've like exhausted all the human resources I have. So can you see, I've, I've gone to my head. I come back, I realize, oh, yeah, this problem is still here. I still don't go to God at that point. I'm still like going to every person that I go to, I can go to to rant. But obviously, if if it's something that's affecting me, it's still affecting me, regardless of who I share it with. Until I now get to the end of myself and there's literally nobody else to run to. Then it now dawns on me. Oh, okay. There's God. <laughs> and I can't go to God and I can cry my eyes out before God but I also think that sometimes I don't want to go to God because I know that he will force me to face certain realities about the situation oh. that I'm running away from yeah. so it's an it, it sometimes it's an active effort to not have to confront the situation that I'm in yes oh. unconsciously moving away from whatever it is and then finally realizing, yeah, you're going to have to go to God to solve this because it's too much for you to handle as a person. And the people you are talking to, they can't take away the feeling from you. But you know that when you go to God, you're literally dropping your burden before him. Mm. And it's literally taking the feeling that you're feeling off of you. And yeah. it's like, okay, pouring it out to God. And yeah. you know that God's definitely going to tell you, do this, do this, do this. So mm. I think 
in terms of like what my heading place is, a lot of times it's that gift of writing that God has given me. And it's so interesting that your gift can become something that it shouldn't oh, be. That's a word right there. Like, Come on. Like, you know, there are so many people that would God has given you something, you're amazing at it. But at the end of the day, that's the one thing that's becoming your idol or that's the one thing that is you're putting that thing above God and it's like, but God is even the one that gave you the thing. So like, why are you putting the thing above God? So it's like, yeah, so for me, my writing is, my writing can become quite a hiding place. Um, Not just even in terms of trying to escape into like a world I create, but also sometimes like wallowing in the pain I feel or in the sadness I feel, like just come and see a whole bunch of writings that's just so sad and just so pitiful and it's like you spend how many days <laughs> you spend how many days writing about that and then you come back and you're like okay well it didn't change anything so now I have to go back to God and be like okay God this is what is going on yeah and stuff but yeah not to say that people that journal should not journal, absolutely journal I think mm-hmm. journaling but I think the difference between what I do and what journaling is is that journaling, you're actually writing up, okay, this is what is going on. And you're kind it's more it makes more sense when you're journaling because you're actually going through what is happening. Mm-hmm. But what um what me I do, I try to run away from what is happening. Like, no, 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 we're not doing yeah. this right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think for me that's what my hiding place is. Like I just yeah, like you said, our hiding places come from em- empty places. And I think that's so amazing because really like you can create whatever you want in that empty space right and hey jesus that's a word right that, there you, that's a word right there yeah if you decide that you're going to create an altar and that i didn't place for god then you invite god into the situation mm-hmm. otherwise everything just falls apart but yeah i think yeah yeah that's for me that's what it is like just like running away from the reality that i know that if i step into this place with god god to say do this do that and i'm not ready <laughs> yeah i'm not ready to face what he's trying to make me go through so yeah um yeah like and once you go through once you go to god with your emotions and the way you're feeling you're no longer just fellowshipping you like you said right people can fellowship with god but they don't have communion with god and so they don't have that intimacy with god mm-hmm. but like when you're bringing something that is hurting you to God, you're literally bearing your heart and you're like pouring out to God and you're like, God, this is how I'm feeling. This is how I'm feeling. That, like when you have communion, like you're sharing intimate thoughts with God, your feelings, how you're really, really feeling, all of that. By the time you're doing that, that's you having communion with God. That's deeper than just saying, God, I thank you. God, I worship you. You know, that's different mm-hmm. than just saying, oh, God, um, I pray for this person. They're going through this. It's deeper than that because you're sharing with God, like, this thing is tearing me apart, Lord. I need help. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely agree with, like, everything that you said. And, yeah, that's just, honestly, my two cents to it. Like, yeah, hiding places can, we definitely need to be careful of what they are because ooh, they can be something. Yeah, I, wow. You know, like, as far as I was just like, you guys, deep calls onto the deep, you know? It's because I'm surrounded like people like you fed. That's how, like, they just like, challenge me. I'm like, oh, Jesus, 
please um please don't let i just want to be i just want to be a little bit <laughs> like this. but um i really think that like i mean there's a couple of questions i have if I, as a follow-up i just think like i'm mm-hmm. thinking now like it's like what causes us want to have those ideal places too um, I know sometimes for a lot of people, it's actually a subconscious feeling, right? Like mm-hmm. a subconscious thing that we do. But mm-hmm. then the thing is like, so what do we go from, where do we go from here? So I, uh, so now I've started with it. I'm listening to this or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. I now realize that, oh, maybe I do have an ID place. Maybe this is my ID place, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you guys, sorry. Some more examples came to my mind, like food can be hiding place sleep yes. can be a hiding place right those yeah. are things that like people like it's good you know gym mm-hmm. exercise mm-hmm. can be an hiding place you know like yeah i mean i'm not saying these things are bad i hope you guys get the picture i'm trying to paint it's yeah. just that when you do it to the point that it becomes something else you know like social media can be your hiding place right and like mm-hmm. you know we have a discussion about this on another day like social media is not necessarily like super bad right like as people make it same but like it's like what are you doing on it right mm-hmm. like yeah. are you are you craving the validation the likes the comments are you watching everyone that watches mm-hmm. your story you know are you right. like like you know stuff like that those can be mm-hmm. idols those can be hiding places yeah. right and mm-hmm. i think that it's so important that like you understand that there's no guilt or condemnation mm-hmm. right like jesus doesn't like he's died for you he's died for you that song like he knows my name he knows my area like he knows every single thing about you like even before you were formed like he knows every piece of every strand of air on your head right like mm-hmm. every little detail before you even know it like mm-hmm. he knows it about you yeah. and i just think it's so like like when you think about it and when you just sit in it like how much god loves you and how much god knows you you mm-hmm. realize that like this is not something for you to be ashamed of Mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. there is there is no shame in your shortcomings there is no yeah. shame in your inadequacies like yeah mm-hmm. we have deciding places yes we're talking about it openly like, okay this is what we're struggling with uh, this is mm-hmm. what we're doing but you know what we, the reason why we talk about it is because like you know i love to say this so much that like the enemy only has power over what you don't talk about mm-hmm. yes that's really the enemy only has power over what you don't pray about mm-hmm. so if you don't bring something to the altar you mm-hmm. know then the enemy thinks he has power over it. But when you bring it to the altar and you lay it to God and you let God know exactly what it is that you're struggling with, there yeah. is no way that the enemy can use that same thing against you. And I guess the question I have is, what stops us from bringing it to the altar? Because I think we have a problem, you know, of being emotionally... Okay, I'm, to be honest, I'm part of the people in this community. I'm very emotionally lazy. If something's gonna require me to just do work emotionally, like I'm out, mm. you know, like I'm just but out. I feel, that, I feel that, like, <laughs> I just then, feel like, in terms of, sorry, just to put in here, yeah. in terms mm-hmm. of being emotionally lazy, sometimes it's it honestly, like, it just takes a lot of work to face certain things, and it's just, it just feels so much easier to just let it go. I mean, let it go, let it go. <laughs> cannot be back anymore i'm sorry yes this one would you back okay <laughs> go ahead <laughs> go ahead but yeah is this is it okay no yeah that's that's actually what i just wanted to add sorry continue <laughs> no like i i think that like you know like i'm i've always said it to one of like 
my best friends for the longest time they're like i'm so emotionally lazy you guys i bought things that should not even like someone should not be lazy about you know and i think they're like let me actually rephrase that i used to be very emotionally lazy actually nowadays you know i say grown woman i'm trying to work on these things you know because you must break these cycles as jonathan macrano said (laughs) okay let's be serious i think like yeah we actually need help but guys like you know on a more serious note i think that like something that we all struggle with and for some reason perplexes me even about me is Mm -hmm. vulnerability with god right Mm-hmm. I'm like, why do we buy into this idea that we can hide from the person who knows everything about us? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And like, that's something that like blows my mind. And like that's something I have to call myself out on. And I want if I to give our take on this too. It's like, what is what did we miss it? What has gotten into us? So I don't even know what the right way to phrase it is. Like, why do we think that? we should hide from God and not be our most vulnerable selves with God. Because I feel like if we understand this, or like if we can kind of just like put like, and like just like kind of figure it out, it kind of just like breaks us free from the need for hiding places. Because I think Mm -hmm. about like the fact that the reason why I'm hiding is because I don't want to tell God. But the thing is, you guys, let me also just tell you something real quick. We are not the first people to, I know that we will be the last because look at it in Adam and Eve. What did they do after they ate out of the fruit? They what? They went into hiding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So that means that a lot of times too, hiding can be connected to shame. Yes. Yes. Right? You're when inside you look, my mind. <laughs> Continue. When you look at Moses, right? After he mm-hmm. killed the um Egyptian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did you go? Where did you go? He went hiding. Was it not Jacob after he uh, cheated his brother Esau out of the bread? Right? Where did he go? Hiding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then, when you look at the stories of all these people, and there's more people right in the Bible, right? That just like mm-hmm. when you look at it, right? But then we look at it that like all of their story ended up with redemption. You know, there's some of the greatest Bible stories, right? Like, you know, God used that. And I think that even if we can invite God into our hiding places, mm-hmm. like, it would just set us free from so much pain mm-hmm. and so much shame that we have to remind ourselves that God is a restorer. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, God is a redeemer. But we have to let him in. And I guess, like, what I'm trying to figure out for myself and for anyone listening is, like, why do we feel the need to hide? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anyone knows, just DM me or something. Like, you know, DM (laughs) DM us on Instagram. because It's something that's so perplexing. Like, we can say Mm -hmm. it. Like, I can say, okay, I don't want to hide from God. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to come. I'm going to, you know, I surrender. I'm going to surrender everything to you. Okay, like, we told him nothing, yes, God, and we told him nothing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there's a huge chunk of your heart <laughs> that you have withholding from God. You guys, like, we are comical. I can't wait to, me, to, to get to heaven one day. I just say, God, but you're always laughing every time we say we told him nothing, Honestly. and like, we're holding on telly, 
with our fist close or something. You know, I surrender all to you. But God, I, I want to hold on to the plans I have for my life. I want to hold on to the fact that I want to get married in a certain age. I want to hold on to this addiction. I want to hold on to the fact that I want my validation to come from this relationship. I want to hold on to this. I want to hold on to that. But you're also thinking, we're told in nothing. Oh, but God, I'm just going to clench my fist. You know, think about it. As you're singing that song, but like you're clenching and you're holding on to these things. We told you nothing. I give you all of me. Oh, do you really? Oh, you really? Did you really give him all of you? Did you give him that broken part of you? Did you give him that point where you thought you were disappointed? Did you give him that part where you felt abandoned? When you asked him, God, why did you let this person abuse me? God, why weren't you there for me? God, why didn't you show up for me? God, why didn't you let me get a certain grade? God, why didn't you make me taller? God, why did you make me so tall? God, why did you make me skinny? God, like, you know, all these things. God, why can't yeah. I go to bed? Mm. <laughs> but, <laughs> guys, okay. I'm just saying, you guys, that like, you know, do we really give all of that to God? Or were we just saying it? And, you know, like, I would say something that someone said to me. Actually, it was my mom that called me out on this the other day. I was, like, talking to her and just, like, complaining, you know, lamenting like I always do. And then she was like, Tolu, all you say is that you have faith, you have faith. But you, do you really have faith? Oh. And to be honest, you guys, man, like, I was like, uh-uh, you, why do you choose violence this night? Like, it's not even that deep. But, like, that really, like, I needed to hear that, right? That challenged me. And I think someone needs to hear that today. That, including myself, that, like, we keep saying, God, I give you everything. I surrender myself to you. I want to walk in total and complete obedience. Mm-hmm. But then we keep withholding parts of us. We keep withholding our pain. Mm-hmm. We want to retain our control. We want to live our lives the way we want to live our lives. Mm-hmm. We want to eat our cakes and have it. We want to live in the shades of gray. But we keep singing. We keep singing. And something we keep singing things that don't matter our heart posture. And that's one of my prayers for whoever is listening today, including myself and Ifez, that God will allow our heart posture to match the confession of our mouth. That God, will you allow our heart posture to match the confession of our mouth? Because I think it's so important that I just don't think we're told in nothing. That I just don't think I surrender all of me to you. That I just don't think that you can have it all, that like you can have me. And I just don't think refiner. You know, that I just don't think that, you know, I want I want to be, uh, what's it called? Because I'm purified, you know, like that we just don't sing the songs, but then our hearts are so far away from it. Mm-hmm. That rather that our heart postures are situated in the confessions of our mouth. Yes. And you guys, I know it's hard. I'm not like every oh, time yes. we come on here and I tell you and we tell you and we emphasize the point that we know it's hard because this is things that we're working through, right? Mm-hmm. But again, the way we walk through the situations is by praying about it mm-hmm. and by confessing it and by laying it at the altar over and over and over again doesn't matter how it takes as soon as you find yourself running to the hiding place say oh jesus help me god i don't want to hide here anymore god mm-hmm. i don't want to you know in my case i don't want to make basketball be the my joy be the source of my joy i don't mm-hmm. want to use this as a replacer of this the, the spaces in my life that are empty mm-hmm. you know like god no i want you to come into this situation like, Jesus, I need you to remove me from this hiding place. Mm-hmm. Like, God, I want you to open my eyes to see what my hiding places are. God, I want every other idol to fade away. 
you know, and it doesn't matter. God doesn't get tired of your prayer, of your redundant prayer to you. Because mm-hmm. every time you pray, every time you pray and you call the name Jesus, do you know how the heavens and the angels in heaven rejoice? Because every time we say Jesus, that's you letting go of control. That's you saying, God, I'm not enough. That I need you. And God created us to be needed by him. Yes. But when we choose to find solace and refuge in hiding places except from God, I can imagine how much it breaks his heart and how much it hurts him. Mm-hmm. And when we say, God, I love you. And when we say, God, I need you. It brings him so much joy. Yes. Right? So I think today, like, if our whole foundation of our Christian faith is love, and that, you know, we have this God that first loved us even before we loved him, but now we love him back. Don't we want to give him all of us? Why don't we stop playing hide and seek with God? Mm-hmm. Why don't we stop replacing and filling places in our hearts, in our souls, in our minds, in our bodies, where God is supposed to reign supreme? With the things of this world are fickle. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I just think that that's something for us to think about. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what are your hiding places? Why don't we let God come into mm-hmm. every aspect of our lives? Yeah. Why do we cling on to things that are so fickle? And, like, in those places, reminder that there's no, sh- there's no guilt, there's no shame, there's no condemnation. That God loves you regardless. And because he loves you, that's why he's calling you to hand it over to him. That's why he's calling you to invite him into those places. I know it hurts. I know it sucks. But listen, just take that step of faith. Just take that leap of faith. Just trust him. Mm -hmm. Try to trust him. There are many places in the Bible where people had doubts, but they always say, God, help my unbelief. God, I don't know if I can do this. So there's nothing wrong in saying, God, I want to trust you in my hiding places, but I just don't know if I can, if I have the ability to let go. Ask mm-hmm. God, yes. help yes. me to let it go. Yes. Help me to unclench my fist. Help me to open up my heart. Yes. yes. Right? So, yeah. Um, I mean, that's what I think. But I want to hear what if I, if I stick on this is as to why we find it difficult to trust God and be vulnerable. Yeah, I think you know the point I was going to I was going to speak on, which you touched on, was about shame. Um, and it's so interesting because just this week, um, something had dropped in my spirit just about how like it just came to my mind that you know if I, why do you run away from the one person that will never condemn you and judge you? Mm. So, the actions and for the decisions that you make and for the actions that you take because it's so interesting that we seek out everything else and everyone else where there's a space for judgment and I think it's that thing of validation where it's like if somebody doesn't judge me then it's okay then I've done the right thing yeah it really doesn't take away from however you feel whether or not you've done the right thing doesn't really matter and so I think I think there is it's it's so baffling honestly because it's like we claim that we believe in God we claim that we know who God is 
We claim that we know that God is love. We claim that we know that God has forgiven us our sins. But you still feel shame about mm. things that you do. Mm. When you claim that God knows you and God knows you. Like there's so many things that we say that is contra- contradictory to actually how we act out as Christians. Mm. And and this is even myself included. Like, because yeah. immediately that is dropped in my spirit. I was like, whoa, like that's so true. Like there's so many things, so many ways, so many times when things just go way over our heads and we just, at the last minute, at the dying minute is when we remember, oh, there's God. And now I'll go to God with this problem and I'll help him. Right after we've gone full circle, we've come back to our starting point and we found out there's no, there's nobody or there's nothing that can actually truly help us. And I think even with that realization happening to me this week, I'm going to kind of touch up on like, where do we go from here? I think there's a way to, that for me anyway, my hiding place being like writing and creating all these different worlds in my head. The happy places, I can create the happy place in my head. I can create the sad place. Inviting God into my writing. Hmm. So practically speaking, the other day, I, it's so interesting because we were talked about breaking point previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was having a moment during my prayer and I picked up my phone and I started writing. And the first few words that I wrote was, do you know what breaking point is? Or like, um, what is your breaking point? Or should I even be asking, do you know what breaking point is? Something along those lines. And then I started writing. And then by the time I got halfway through, I just realized that the remaining half of it, it was like a switch. Kind of like I'd invited God into the writing and I suddenly started writing about God the restorer. And it was so interesting to me because like that entire write, the, the, the idea in my head was not for it to go the direction that it went. So I was just going to write about breaking points, how breaking points can shatter you. you know? I was really going to go into the vocabulary and just bring out all the words. Like it was supposed to be very, like, you know, very descriptive, like, you know, to show you that, like things, situations that just tear you apart, all of this stuff. Only for me to get to half of the right, the first half was just, yeah, like tears, crying, this one, that one. I can be very dramatic in my writing. This one, that one. Then the next thing, I just said, and then perfection called my name. That was like kind of like a few part of the lines I wrote. That was where things just kind of changed over. And I just started writing about how even when you get to the place of breaking point, you suddenly find yourself on your knees, praying to God, this that, this one, that one, perfect man called my name. Um, perfection began to speak to me. Perfection began to touch me and, you know, and then it was almost like God had kind of stepped into that writing. I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, after your breaking point, like I meet you right where you are. So right at the point where you are, you're, you're sad and you're limping and you're tired and you're just complete, like all strength is gone from you. Me, like God, I step into the situation and I, I restore you because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. 
And it just it was just so interesting to me because I was like, I meant to write something very sad and you know, heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be something that was, you know, by the time we read it's like, wow, yes, this is really it about breaking point. But it didn't just stop at breaking point. Mm-hmm. It kind of just toppled over into and there's a God that can help you through your breaking point. There's a God that can help you out of your breaking point. So it wasn't just my usual sad writing. Oh yes, you finished the writing. I'm just like, oh, so sad. But it just, <laughs> it moved over into, you know, something purposeful. Like there can be light after, after, after all the sadness, there can be life. So there's a way you can channel even in that you're hiding place, you can channel it to a point where you invite God into that hiding place. Mm. So you know that your natural instinct is not to go to God. Yeah. You need to start finding ways to bring God into that hiding place so yeah. that by the time you're getting into your natural instinct, you're already meeting God in your hiding place because you invited him into that hiding place. Mm-hmm. So it's like, the Bible says, I stand at the door, I'm knocking, right? Yeah. Like God is always like knocking. He's mm. always like Jesus is always waiting for you. Yeah. Where you are. So yeah. it's not like it's even cre- create a different hiding place. Mm. Try. Because mm. it's actually hard. It's very difficult. It's hard. Like it's like Tolu said, we will be the ones to tell you, yo, listen, it's hard. Mm-hmm. But like I said, right, like this this scenario of like writing that I'm talking about. I feel like if I've ever experienced it in my life, only like a few times, like I can count how many times it's happened. But it actually happened to me this week. And that was why I, I wanted to share that with you. You know, like just like, yeah. there's so many ways that God can step in and just change the situation for you. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of shame that we associate with coming. Yeah. God. It's, I think it's, it comes with disappointment in ourselves that we could have done better. Yeah. But like, let's not forget that it's not by our power, it's not by our mind, right? So that's mm-hmm. why we have the Holy Spirit. You can't, you can't be pure without the Holy Spirit. Then yes. You yes. have no human ability to be on your own by yourself. Like, yeah. Be a perfect person or be, mm-hmm. be a perfect being, and yes. so you should allow allow yourself to be flawed because that's who you as a human being like you need god's help so mm-hmm. let god help you yeah so yeah i yeah that's 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 my my take on that yeah i love that i love that you talked about the holy spirit because i think that it's so important for us to remember that we have the holy spirit right um and uh, that's that's what is there for and one of his many jobs anyway is to be our helper our enablement is to be our comfort mm-hmm. right and i think sometimes we forget that we think we're doing life by ourselves we think that mm-hmm. you know god is just this big guy whenever we need stuff but like no god cares about every single facet and aspect of your life yeah and i know we hear that but i hope and i pray that we get to a point in our lives in our relationship with our trinity that we stop hearing but we start to do that we mm-hmm. stop you know just living casually but we start to be more intentional mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about our relationship with god 
about mm-hmm. allowing him into those places. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just want to say a quick prayer for anyone right now who is struggling in one way or the other. Dear Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for this time. We thank you for your sons and your daughters listening who might be struggling right now with their various hiding places, who are feeling ashamed, who are feeling disappointment, who are feeling abandoned, who are feeling lost, who are feeling empty, God. We know that you're the God that can restore. We know that you're the God that can redeem. And we know that you're the God that can replenish. Yes, Lord. The Holy Spirit, we ask that you go into those hiding places. We ask that you fill up those empty places with yourself. We ask that your sons and your daughters encounter you. We ask for the shackles of shame to fall off. We ask rather for the warmth of embrace to wrap around them, God. We ask that your sons and your daughters will realize that you've always loved them, that you will continue to love them, and that nothing can ever separate them from your love. Help them to realize that you care about this part of their life. That you're not too far gone, that yes, it's never too late, that you're right there yes, knocking sir. on the door. And mm-hmm. all you're just requiring them to do is to open the door. Mm-hmm. So, God, this is what we pray for your sons and your daughters that they will let you in, they will let you sit with them, and they will mm-hmm. let you be there for them, and they will mm-hmm. let you be there, that they will let your strength be made perfect in all and every of their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And that God, when it's all said and done, let our hiding places be a place that becomes of communion, not just of casual relationship. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for listening to, to, this, for listening. to this episode. We uh, we know it's it's been getting deeper and deeper, but you know, we appreciate you guys listening and um yeah. we hope that you guys um are encouraged that we don't want to come on here and just you know discourage you guys this this yeah. this life thing is is tricky but we have God on our side and that's our message yes. through and through yes. you know and uh, you know with God we we move <laughs> yes we move in God yes yeah. don't forget to to go into continue your week in enjoyment yes exactly we are big advocates of enjoyment so yes Yes. Yeah, and don't forget your it is valid, whatever it is, yes. and God loves you. <laughs> yes, thank you guys okay. for listening. Bye. Bye. See you next week. <laughs>